Broadcasting worldwide from the Toad Suck Studio in beautiful central Arkansas. This is Bad Choices in Bourbon. I'm your host, Dan Decker, at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R on Twitter. Uh, tonight, folks, let me tell you, I have one of the most special guests uh, so far, only because Johnny and I have actually met in person. He's the only Trek Twitter family member that I've had the pleasure of meeting in real life, and he has given me the pleasure of being on my show tonight. Johnny, it's, Dan, you know, how are it's you? just Johnny. What's up? Just me, yeah. <laughs> Your ratings are going to go so far down after this. I hope I have ratings. Um, Oh, and it should, I should totally shout out not to embarrass you, but um, Johnny is one of my four patrons. (laughs) So um, I've had uh, uh, Sean and now you uh, on the show. And then Albert Hogan is uh, he, he, he may not know it yet, but he's on the list. Uh, of folks who have to be on the show before the end of the year, um, and you are you are definitely. I put the, I counted down the weeks, and I said, okay, I have X number of slots to get these folks in before uh, the end of the year and the end of season one, because I've got a couple of things uh, on the on the plate for season two. Uh, so it is kind of a thing that I want to do. But I was like, man, my biggest supporters, I've got to get them in. Uh, before the end of the year, and you know, of course, you're on that list, uh, without a doubt. So, again, man, uh, thanks for being here. It's good to see your face. <laughs> I know you too. It's been, <laughs> you know, since I've actually seen movement, it's been eight months. Yeah, yeah, it's no, uh, nine months. It's oh, yeah. the, what, what month is this again? <laughs> 2020, yeah. what a year! Uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, and man, listening back to some of the earlier shows. And hearing talk about the future when this show airs and who knows what the world. Oh, it's exact. It's exactly the same as it was. (laughs) It was. I was going through my February and March Twitter. I was trying to find a picture for someone and I knew I posted it in February or March. So I was going through today on Twitter and like, man, that just seems like yesterday. But then again, it seems like it was seven years ago. (laughs) So far away. But so, you know. We, I started the show here with the intent of it being like a walk back and talk about kind of how folks grew up and where that stuff came from. But I found as the show's kind of come along that it's better to just talk to my friends than it is to kind of, you know, say it has to start here. It has to be about this or that. Um, and so I think like just free forming that conversation so that we can talk about, you know, our relationship because, um, you know, we've got, I think we've got something special and you make the second of the two people, uh, who first embraced me when I came to Trek Twitter, uh, you, you and Heather, uh, were like top two folks who, uh, came on board. Um, and, and then, you know, we met, we actually got to meet in real life back in January. Uh, and I so, think Heather was the first person to comment on our picture. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Put, I love this or something to that effect. When we was at the comic book shop, we took oh, that yeah. picture. Oh so yeah, like right after we met, and um, uh, you know, I for me that was the that was the last thing that I got to do with with a friend before uh, everything shut down. Um, and so you know, looking back at that, we laughed then that. Oh, this is just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> this is and, gonna be a 
ongoing thing. Yeah, no, and I, I commented on Twitter the other day that I, I, I think we both probably expected to be at least three visits in by now. <laughs> I know, right? We're going to hit okay. up all the Memphis barbecue joints. Oh, we're going to, and we are going to, and we're going to continue to revolutionize uh, the perception of uh, what it is to be a redneck uh, down here in the South. We, you know. We're going to uh, re- reframe people's thinking on that. Yeah, we need to because, uh, you know, it's just a stereotype and it's it's going to take people like us to get it that we didn't marry, you know, our first cousins <laughs> and, you know, yeah, our first I, yeah. girlfriend wasn't our goat or anything to that effect, no matter what Uhura says. <laughs> See, I made uh, I made the distinct effort to, to – uh, find someone who is not even from the same state <laughs> just cut out all the all the potentiality there um uh, trish came from iowa so i got you know yeah cut that right out but you know we've you started it i think but we've kind of we've kind of taken on this moniker and we need to do more with it uh because i think we there do. are more of us out there uh but the trek next right yeah exactly and, uh, so tell tell everyone if they haven't heard tell everyone what that what that kind of is. Well, in the South, you know, everyone is it, and I found out seven years ago it was a derogatory term, and you're not supposed to say someone is a redneck because I've been raised all my life, and I'm sure you have too. Oh, I'm just a redneck, you know, not meaning anything by it. And I never took offense to it. I still don't take offense to that term for not me some reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of. It's a mocking term, but it's one of those mocking terms that's almost like endearing, you know. Yeah, it it yeah. could be a whole lot worse. And so whenever we was going to meet, we were just saying, oh, the Southern boys meeting in Memphis. And I don't know why I was just trying to put something with Trek because that's how we met was Trek Twitter. Yep. And and I don't know if you know this or not. I think our first good conversation was you were DMing me because you got banned for 24 hours. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got sent to Twitmo back when uh, all of my tweets were angry political tweets, which is yeah, bad so. energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that very well because it's like, hey man, I've got banned for twenty four hours, and I was like, oh, okay, what did you do? And you're like, you told me and everything. I was like, oh well, you know, it could be worse. But anyway, <laughs> we were going to meet, and I was I don't know, I was just trying to come up with something funny, and I was thinking redneck and. I was thinking red tracks, and I thought, no, that's too close to red shirts. Yeah, no, that so, sounds like we're going to have a bad end. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't go with that, but track necks just kind of flowed. So It does. It I does th- flow. It's easier to say than Trek Twitter, that's for sure. <laughs> Trek Twitter family. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Talk about a bunch of words. So let's let, – I mean, you know, I think – you and I are probably uh, as qualified as anyone, uh, but maybe more qualified than others to kind of talk a little bit about the word redneck. Um, And, you know, because does it have a negative connotation now? Is it? I'm not ashamed. Uh, So let's be clear. There is Southern heritage that does not surround that trash rag of a Confederate battle flag. Okay. Um, and we both, we both know that, that, that there, the, there's a Southern culture that, um, that is a set of ideals that are honorable and true. 
um, the way you treat each other, the way you um, embrace uh, a stranger into your home for a meal, um, you know, the way biscuits and gravy is a religion. <laughs> exactly. Telling um, someone on the street, howdy, you know, yep, just, you, you know, know, just... Just being nice, you know. Even when we're even when we're cussing you for a dog, we're doing it kindly, you know. Well, bless your heart. (laughs) Exactly. And if Um, no one knows, bless your heart can mean lots of different things, but it's it's, never in the voice. It's in the voice, and most of the time, I would say ninety nine percent of the time, it's not a compliment. (laughs) It is not a compliment. It is not. Um, But the there's a video from that. um, It's a southern thing. Have you ever mm -hmm. watched it? Oh my god! Oh my god! It's painfully true. It, oh, it's so true. Yeah, no. it is so true. And um, but but redneck in particular, you know, it comes with a set of, I guess, uh, stigmas now that you know you're going to talk a particular way and you're going to have a particular ideology, um, and a set of, of beliefs that I never associated that with myself, and I don't think that you probably did either. Um, I didn't. No, but now. If we can just be honest, until I was an adult, I never considered the Southern, the Confederate flag bad. You right. know what I'm saying? To me, right. it was always, oh, a Southern thing until right. I got older. I learned about it. Yep. And I've got pictures of like little stickers of the Confederate flag on like CD cases and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I posted one one time on Twitter, but whenever I took a picture of the pitch, my finger was over ah, that yeah. part. <laughs> right. Because, well, you know, and let's, let's, let's be open and honest about that because um, I think that's something again that, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is what the show can kind of touch on is, um, you know, the two of us breaking down what it is like to be um, someone who, you know, quote unquote, uh, woke up, uh, as you know, having been, having been taught certain things as, as a child, um, under the guise of, you know, go along to get along type stuff that isn't necessarily true. Like that. Yeah. The Confederate flag, um, you know, uh, we may not even ever heard it called that, you know, I think a lot of folks called it the Southern cross, a couple other things. Um, but, you know, we weren't taught the history of it. We were just told it was a symbol of the South and that, you know, as a Southerner, that's something that, you know, being Southern is something to be proud of. And that's a symbol for us. Not that I was, you know, right. quote, proud of the, that flag. It was, it was on the General Lee. I mean. Right. And that is a very, that is a very particular, um, you know, that is a very particular age group that you and I fall into. Uh, for the Dukes of Hazard and the Hero Car, um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it, and that doesn't like you said. As we grew up, as we became adults, and we educated ourselves or were educated about it, um, you know, it started to fall away. I put a tweet over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it or not, Dan. It was um, at my hotel. I was up in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge area. Oh yeah, and someone had a car that they did the general lee they did the whole thing i mean it it looked really good Mm -hmm. but it did have the confederate flag so i took a picture of it the first one you can still see the roof of the car yeah and then i got in the middle of the road there was no traffic i got in the middle of the road where i can take a better picture down low where you couldn't see the roof yeah and i just put a picture on there it's like this is a symbol of something that gives me so much joy of nostalgia 
and then yet yeah, show so much shame. Yeah, you know, exactly. just like just mixed emotions with that. And of course, a lot of people's like, oh, you know, you know, they're like, you know, I, well, you understand where you're coming from, but you know, it's you know, they didn't, they weren't necessarily, you know, the Duke boys were never a symbol of hate or anything no, like that. No, they were a symbol of getting, not getting then, caught. <laughs> yeah, and then you had the one person, you know, that told me to grow up hair, grow up, and you know, not wear. I'm like, you know. This is me, yeah. and if you don't like it, I'm not going to – I do not want to promote something that will cause hurt to someone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and that's, you know, and that's part of, of us having come to understand that, you know. Um, it, it gives us something to, um, to kind of help educate others, but, you know, like you said, the Duke boys were never about the, you know, what that – that symbol became to mean they were about running shine and not getting caught. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's right there in the, it's right there in the theme song folks. Um, <laughs> the theme song is still awesome. <laughs> it's still awesome. Waylon Jennings. Oh my goodness. The storyteller. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is, that is definitely something, um, that makes, you know, it makes me happy, uh, to remember watching the Dukes of Hazard, Uh, but it has nothing to do with that. Um, right. But, you know, the 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 term comes from working redneck right. means that you've worked hard um, and that the back of your neck has been burned by the sun for having been out, you know, toiling in the soil or whatever it might be. Um, and I've and got it, Celtic heritage. So my red my neck gets red, oof, red, bruh, all the time, <laughs> red, bruh. Um, and so but, you know, again, it started to come with that particular ideology that got associated with it too but it also embodies a um it bought embodies a kinship like you know um there's there's an there's an understanding of a kind of sustain uh, sustainability that comes with that i'm trying not to say a way of living because that kind of leans it into something else but the you know that you can you know i can i can hunt and fish and trot line and all that stuff that is the part of quote redneck or southern culture that i take pride in that you know push comes to shove i could uh go out in the woods and come back with something you know um mine that, is all about the 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 southern gentleman yeah holding the door open for somebody Anybody. I mean, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But especially age or disabled. You want to hold the door open and smile when you do it. And of course, mm-hmm. nowadays I've got a mask on. No one can see me smile, but <laughs> I still like to hold the door. Yeah. I still want to hold the door open for people if I see someone coming. Well, I tell you, know, you um, and there's, I don't know if it's real or if it's, you know, faux outrage, just like there's so, it's so hard to tell these days because there's so many people pushing the bounds of satire. Uh, but there's also so many people who have just weird ideas these days. Uh, but you know, anyone, anyone gets offended for you holding the door. Um, that just seems like wasted energy for me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying at one, you don't scare me as much as my mama does. So I'm going to take my chance on holding the door rather than the chance that my mama bought me standing behind me to smack my head if I don't. So, right. Well, and also, uh, I want to say now I'm protecting you from COVID. Yeah. Let exactly. me hold it. You know, that way we not so many people was opening this door. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm just, it's limited. I'm limiting it. Um, 
But I want to go back because um, what you said kind of reminded me uh, a few months ago. Again, back up in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge area. Dolly Parton is huge up there, obviously, because that's where she's from. Right. And she's got a lot of stuff up there. And she had a show called the Dixie Stampede. I love uh, the Dixie Stampede. I've never gone. I need to. But she renamed it to just the Stampede. Mm-hmm. And someone asked her, why does she do that? And I've got, I pulled up the quote here. If you oh, don't right mind on. me. Let's, let's hear quote. it. This was from August yeah. 14th. She said, there's such a thing as innocent ignorance, and so many of us are guilty of that. When they said Dixie was an offensive word, I thought, well, I don't want to offend anybody. This is a business. We'll just call it the Stampede. Simple. So it's like Dolly's like, you know, I've called it the Dixie Stampede, not thinking anything about it all my life. But when it, once I found out that some, you know, that hurts someone's you know, what they, you know, hurt someone. I don't want to do that. That's not who I am. We're just going to change the name. I have to be very careful when I talk about Dolly Parton because I'll get in my feels um, just thinking about what a gracious and kind angel of a human being she is. There's, I don't think there's anyone on this planet that there's not something about Dolly. Yeah. They don't like something yeah. about Dolly. It may not uh, be her music because she's country, but everyone loves Islands in the Stream. I don't care who you are. <laughs> so, right. And man, though, so, you know, if you don't know, let's talk a little bit about your hometown girl there, Johnny. Um, I mean, if you're from Tennessee and you don't know who Dolly Parton is, well, you, you're not from Tennessee. No, no. And if you're, if you're, um, I mean, if you're Southern and don't know Dolly, well, we're going to have some questions, but she's just an icon for so many people. I remember, and this was before, and this is how you know that she is true and pure. And this was before it was cool. Uh, This was before it was a mainstream thing. And someone commented to her about, you know, queer love, LGBTQ plus um, and she said, love is love. Who am I to judge? And right. I heard that at an age where it made an impact. Um, and, and, and that just, you know, and she's embodied that her entire career. And she really has. You think about where she came from, literal dirt floor. Okay. Yes. Folks. And we can we can totally make this the Dolly Parton standcast. Um, <laughs> um, I'm and, I'm all for it here. And and listen, folks, she came from a literal dirt floor, and her father was um, was uh, illiterate. Okay, the, uh, he couldn't read, uh, and she saw the struggle and the limit that that put on what her her daddy was capable of, compared to what she knew him to be capable of. Right. The man she knew to be her father couldn't be that man in the world because his his intellect it was not his intellect but his uh, education had limited to him, and so she committed to making sure that you know if she had the power there'd be no child left with the ability inability to read, um, and so it's free of charge, and when you you know any child uh, from age born to five will get a book free in the mail every month from Dolly Parton. Uh, I think it's every month. Um, it's every, I think so. It's the Imagination Library. Yep. The first book you get is The Little Engine That Could, and the last book you get 
is a book she wrote. I think it's called I Am the Rainbow. I could be wrong about that. Oh. Um, but I was just at the Dollywood Resort, the Dreammore uh-huh. Resort up at uh-huh. Dollywood just two months ago. And there's two benches um, around the kid area. One is the little engine that could. The bench is painted like the little engine that could. And the other one is her book. I think, like I said, I think it's called I Am the Rainbow. I mean, it, it it's something simple right there. And there yep. it is. You know, she still got it out there. And, uh, yeah, it, just so folks take it to take a minute, do yourself a favor, uh, learn a little bit about Dolly Parton and learn as much as you can from her about, um, how you should put yourself out in the world. She is just, uh, she really is a treasure. Um, all, uh, all, all, the uh, kidding aside about, you know, uh, goofy country music, but, um, also she wrote Jolene and I will always love you in the same night. So shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dolly's just, I mean, for Tennesseans, Dolly is just beyond. Queen, She's queen. She's, I mean, November, 2016 up in the mountains in Gatlinburg, there was a huge forest fire and so many lives were destroyed. So many houses were destroyed i mean it was devastating um it made my wife and i cry just watching how close the flames were yeah to gatlinburg that's where we did our honeymoon was pigeon forge gatlinburg so that place means a lot to us and when the fires were up she was the first one to say anyone affected you're getting money from me yeah and sure enough i mean she don't i couldn't tell you how much she donated but it was a big amount and then as soon as early as i want to say it was may with all this covid stuff she donated millions of dollars to vanderbilt for covid research yeah yeah and that's um you know that that's just true to if you want to let's let's just let's put it out there like it is if you want to see what the what the truth of southern heritage it's dolly parton it's Dolly. the spirit of that woman the way she behaves and the the good that she does in the world is is the the realness behind us and she does um, it all with a sense of humor oh my gosh that, oh my goodness that she doesn't woman take herself is, seriously at all no she doesn't yep. um and oh my gosh if you could just look up dolly pardon funny quotes and you were talking about the lgb community and everything mm-hmm. i went you know a few years ago when everyone you know was it was all about well, should gay marriage be legalized mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes is from dolly and you're gonna love this it's like well of course i believe gay people should be married why should straight people be the only one to suffer <laughs> exactly why, <laughs> why, why should we be the only ones miserable um but you know oh, I, and, just, and that's, I just love that quote you know she's that, real you know to her everyone's the same everyone yep. is a real a person human being that deserves exactly. respect yeah yes and I got to tell you, man, um, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, uh, the only other places I've been in Tennessee uh, besides Memphis. Uh, really? On any, on any notable basis. Yeah. In, oh my goodness, was it, must have been my senior year. So 92, 93. And, and I only know because uh, Beavis and Butthead had just become a thing. So, yeah, I, is right. Yeah, I tell you what, when this is all over with, you and your wife, you oh, come so here over there. Come here, and we'll take the driving from here. And the four of us, you, your wife, me, and my wife, we'll go up to Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge. And- oh, she would love it. She would love it. Uh, she's even she's kind of kidded around about going to Dollywood, and I'm like, no joke, I'll go. 
Oh, Dollywood. Do you like roller coasters, man? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this woman's park has got some co- coasters. And if no one knows, Dollywood has a theme park. Dolly yeah. Parton has a theme park called Dollywood. Yeah. And Which is just the best en- name. Yeah. Coaster <laughs> enthusiasts come to Dollywood to ride these yep. coasters. Yep. No, it's a, it's a legit park. and uh, It is. It is. It is awesome. But we went, so then at the time, and, and, uh, and, you know, through junior high and high school, I uh, was in the church youth group, um, and we were also the youth choir. Uh, it was like, you know, two for one. You had to, if you got, if you did one, you had to do the other. And um, hold on. Hey, Ben. We got to sharpen some pencils, folks. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> got some homework to finish. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, so we were we are also the choir. And well, we would go on choir tour. And so choir tour was um, basically a reason to take a summer trip as a church group. <laughs> and that that was the last year, uh, I think, that we went on. We, we did it as a choir um, the next several trips were just to a destination, uh, but we went to Gatlinburg and uh, Pigeon Forge. <clears throat> and you went and to we, Dollywood, you said. We we did. We went to Dollywood and for a look for like half a day or something, uh, and we okay. also oh. went downtown and saw all the tourist stuff. So I didn't get to. I mean, also thirty years ago, so I didn't really get to do yeah. anything. Um, well, Dollywood has changed and, and expanded so much in oh, that I time. I can only imagine. Yeah, I can only. Imagine. I mean, it is just. There, there. I'll, I'll, I want to just briefly talk about two of her roller coasters. One yeah. is called the Lightning Rod. It's America's only launched wooden coaster. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> this ain't gonna take you upside down, but it gives you the G's, and you're out of your seat probably more than you're in your seat. And I rode it two years ago, and I forgot about the drop. So when I went last <laughs> uh, two months ago, my wife was like, "So there's no big drops?" I'm like, "No, I don't remember any big drops." Well, we all was almost there. I was like, I just leaned over to her and I said, I'm sorry. And oh, no. <laughs> how she didn't go to a divorce lawyer immediately <laughs> after that, I don't know because she was, um, she, she still has not let me live that one down. She's like, yeah, when people lie to you about hurling <laughs> to your death on a roller coaster. <laughs> so, but so. I loved it. She was, she said, I did it was, once. I'm glad I did it. I will not be doing that one again. Now, was that on your honeymoon? No, this was just two months ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was, we didn't go to Dollywood on our honeymoon. Oh, okay. But um, then we rode this. They, she's got this one called the Mystery Mine. And you can't really see a lot of it because a lot of it's inside and part of it's outside. It's really a neat ride. And so... We rode it, and there was a pretty big drop on that as well. But we got off there, and she was like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. I would ride that one again. So <laughs> It really I mean, is it, a case-by-case basis with new coaster riders. It really yeah. is. You're either, you, you know, there are folks who are like, I'll ride that one. I'll ride this one. I, or there are folks who are like, I won't even get one on one of those death traps. Uh, and then there's folks like you and I are like, so how does the belt fit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I don't like at theme parks, I don't like those rides where they take you straight up and just drop you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the bouncy, yeah. Um, no, not really do... the bouncy. The ones that it's just a free free fall, mm-hmm. like you're in a big circle, and then they oh, take yeah. you up, and then they drop you. 
yeah, yeah I'm not that's that's on. not a, I mean I'll do that once but it's you you do that once and you've done it um, I do want to do Tower of Terror I've never done Tower of Terror oh but. it is fun it is a yeah, it I'm, is a drop ride but you know right. it goes multiple levels and such um, yeah. and uh, yeah one of my favorites so for Trisha's first roller coaster we were we went to Universal Studios for our honeymoon uh, because um, we we flip flopped between that or uh, Disney World, and we decided that we had to wait on Disney World for the kids. So, you know, uh, we decided Universal Studios is going to be the going to be the destination. So, this is her first roller coaster adventure, and it's the Hulk. So I don't know if you've oh, ever been to Universal Studios. I have that yeah. green coaster. Yes. Yeah, and so she's like she's nervous as you should be because it not only is it a uh, dear listeners, not only is it a uh, inverted uh, coaster, um, it uh, is also a launched coaster. So if you're not a coaster enthusiast, there's two ways uh, that coasters get up to speed. Uh, probably more than two, but generally the two ways are uh, the hill or the launch. So the hill is what most folks think of probably when they think of coasters, right, Johnny? And that clicking. Yeah. It's almost like anticipation. Oh, and it's, bro, that that rattle and that sound, if you're a coaster enthusiast, every katakata is a heartbeat. Yes. And then there's that. And people think front rider is, no, mid rider is where the thrill is. Because by the time you're up to speed, by the time you crest that hill, and you're going to get the lift if you're the mid rider. Front riders, yeah, you get a really good shot of the, uh, but you're catching all of the rattle, you're catching all of the bump. Mid rider, you know, the train's taking some of the shake for you. You get to really enjoy the ride. Uh, and then the, the launch are generally, uh, they use magnet, uh, magnetic um, uh, launch mechanisms to shoot you at about 60 miles an hour. <laughs> Yeah. from about from about not to 60 in about 15 feet <laughs> yeah by the time you leave the chute that that coaster is doing 60 65 miles an hour my biggest problem with the hulk coaster it i don't know about you but it it wasn't any of the inversions or anything it was very um it was a rough coaster when i rode it i mean that was 2001 when i rode it yeah so, so that was very close though we we went in 2003 we got to go back a couple of years ago after it had been refit and refurbed. Uh, it's a much right. better ride. Um, okay. Yeah. When we went in 2012, Chrissy asked me, he's like, do you want to ride the Hulk? And I'm like, I've rode it before. I, you know, it, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that was before the refit. Yeah, and I, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, it was just kind of rough. So you went in 2003. So did you guys do the Dueling Dragons? Yep. That was the other coaster. Trish loved it. That was, that was the second part of the story is that, so she's like, Oh, okay. So it goes upside down. What do I need to do? And I said, the thing that you, you, you don't do the thing you're going to want to do. And that's close your eyes. I said, do not close your eyes. I said, focus straight ahead and keep your eyes open and you'll be fine. Get off the ride. She's like, I don't feel so good. I'm like, close your eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, uh, so that's so a tip coaster enthusiast. Yeah. When you guys went for the Dueling Dragons and may it rest in peace because it's I no know, longer it was a great there. Ride. Yeah. Did they do the did they do both coasters at the same time? 
Yeah, no, it was the real dueling ride where you there's there's a cross point where you thought like you were gonna kick you were the gonna other. Crash. Okay, the other because I stopped doing that because riders started throwing stuff at the other coaster. Yeah, and let leave it up to humans to ruin shit. Exactly. <laughs> but now nobody's now allowed I do fun want, anymore. No, but I do want to get down there because Hagrid's looks awesome that coaster. I want to. Uh, well, we we got to see uh, Harry Potter before the expansion, so um, yeah, we and, went two thousand. Twelve. You'll uh, yeah. you'll 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 appreciate this, uh, folks. Um, if you haven't heard Johnny's visit with Michael on on Nimbus Three, uh, he talks a bit about uh, his weight loss journey. Uh, so this will be near to your heart. We Trish and I went on a month long diet uh, so that we could fit into the the ride cars for the Harry Potter ride. <laughs> It's the is that the yeah the castle ride yes and it was uh, because it's 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 not it's not large friendly um, and no, so yeah I have we a went story on... about that actually <laughs> oh it's and we were like we were so nervous we were nervous as we put in all this work and we're like what if we get there and we don't fit <laughs> yeah did you guys fit we did and it was a good ride <clears throat> well if you don't fit they take you out the side door it sucks yeah. 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 I didn't get. Here's my thing, though, about that. Number one, I, I love that they say, oh, you're not the correct body shape. And yeah. I'm like, no, just say I'm fat. Don't try. <laughs> it's to, okay. Yeah. You know, don't try to sugarcoat it. But it was 2012. We went with Christy, her family, her mom and dad, and her sister. And I, at that time, I loved Harry Potter. Her sister loves Harry Potter. Her mom loves Harry Potter. Christy and her dad, they like it, but, you know, it's they didn't have that love for it. So. We go to Hogwarts Castle. We're going through the line, and the queue is amazing. Number it's a one, great queue, yeah. That queue is just – I'm glad we didn't fast pass it to miss the queue. Mm-hmm. So we got up to the front, and the woman's like, oh, did you check the ride? I'm like, no. So I got into the seat. Dan, I was less than an inch from the mm. seat set. So, yeah, we're not going to be able to let you get on. So, and this was the first ride we rode. So I was a little upset. Well, then my father-in-law, who's a big guy, but he's more big, like, shoulder-wise and everything. Yeah. It wouldn't go over his shoulders. Had nothing to do with his belly. Yeah. And he wasn't able to ride it. That sucks. And so, yeah. So, and then, you know, so that just kind of was a bummer for the rest of the day until I got my turkey leg. But anyway, that's a different story. But, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was a little bit of a leg. bummer. Yeah, just because they, you know, they have to escort you out the out the side door, and you there's know, no way and you don't feel then, seen. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then Chrissy, they got their picture made. It was just the girls who got to ride. They got their picture made, and Chrissy just looks like she just could not care two cents if she was on that ride. Oh, <laughs> and she was so, like, I didn't care if I rode it or not. But you know, I felt she felt bad because you know she got to ride it and and me i didn't get to but you know that it's a lesson learned and then we went on what was it called dragon challenge when it changed over uh-huh. the dueling dragons went to dragon yeah. challenge yeah that, yeah and so they put me they saw me and they put me in the big boy seat it took three people to squeeze me in there to get oh, it to fit yeah i was almost in tears like just let me out i'm fine i'm fine and they're like no we're gonna get this and like they're just squeezing me in and i was so uncomfortable and everyone i could just feel everyone staring and I still fear that there's a YouTube video out there from 2012, fat man trying to get in Harry Potter ride, you know, and. Oh yeah. You know, and that, that, 
never goes away. No, um, I've never seen one, but it just, you know, it's just that, you, you know, fear. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm tying this back, by the way. So after I did my weight loss, the first theme park I went to, Dollywood. <laughs> nice. That's the only theme park I've been to because our two Disney trips for 2020 canceled. Didn't, didn't come to, <laughs> yeah, it didn't come to fruition, unfortunately. Um, yeah, the first one was April the 5th. We were less than a month from leaving to go to California. I remember you and I just like, we, you know, there was a lot of, we had a couple of conversations about like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but when and you I'm get sure to go when back, we was in Memphis, I was like, I'm going to be in Disneyland. In a few oh, months. I know. <laughs> we thought it was going to be fine. Um, yeah. but you know, if oh, you yeah. ever get Innocent. to go back, um, if you ever get to go back to universal, uh, I can't remember the name of it. But there's this monster coaster there, and it starts level, so there's no there's no hill. Um, it's just out of the station and straight down, and it actually has a negative uh, negative incline drop, so it rocks back past ninety degrees, <laughs> and you you're like coming down, and then it loops up and around, and it's like um, I think six stories. I think the drop okay. is, yeah, it's, it's, uh, is it's the a one on the universal side? Is it on the universal side or islands of adventure? Yeah. I think it's on the universal side. Is it yeah. that one when you first get in and it like takes you all around the park? Yeah. That's uh, the one. Yeah. I didn't ride it, but I wanted to, I yeah, wanted to a, ride it. That time I'm down there. It's a sick ride. Um, but yeah, man, you know, uh, you'll get to, you'll get to go to, I know Disneyland was, was the big thing because, um, for a couple of Disney nerds, you and I don't think either one of us has been to Disneyland, right? Been to Disneyland. Yeah, I've only ever been to to the Disney World, which is oh, uh, it's that's awesome. it is awesome. I'm saying that like it's not a huge privilege to be able to say that. Uh, <laughs> but to walk, to walk, we're walked, walked. Yeah, we'll exactly. Amazing. Exactly, and you know, uh, we'll get there. Uh, if uh, I think if any. Uh, company can find a way to survive through whatever this challenge will be. It's going to be Disney. They're very creative people. <laughs> yeah, and I know you've had a couple of big trips canceled on you this year as well. Things, yeah. You know, we had, um, uh, there's still one beacon of hope, but, you know, we had planned to, uh, right before all of this, we had scored tickets to see Hamilton in St. Louis. Uh, and it was going to be over my birthday weekend. So uh, actually, my birthday evening, we had uh, we were going to get to go to a St. Louis Cardinals game, and it was uh, like hoodie night. And so it was going to just be you know cool on my birthday at my favorite ballpark, you know, watching my team play. Um, and then the next day, we were going to a matinee of Hamilton. Well, of course, that was in May, and none of that came to. Uh, and then. Um, we kind of kept it on the books tentatively until it looked like, uh, you know, that was a bad idea, uh, was a trip to New York, uh, you know, for the parade and also to meet a couple of friends, but you know, lots of other folks have lost more than just a couple of planned trips. So, right. uh, And I I know we should be grateful, but just it's bummers. That's what I tell someone. I'm like, you know, I'm dep- disappointed about it, but it's a, it's just a bummer. I know it could be a whole lot worse. My well, wife and, and I, neither one of us lost our job. So we're, yeah. you know, we were grateful about that, but we really wanted to go to Disney. Cause well, there's and it was part of your anniversary, right? 
Yeah, that was random. Yeah. Well, it's going to be in yeah. Disneyland for our anniversary. Yeah, and which is which is just cool to be able to go do yeah. something like that. And it is a you know it's okay. It is okay, folks. Listen, um, it is okay to to feel bad about the things that you that were taken from you because of this. Um, even if it isn't a, a material thing or a person, um, you don't have to feel guilty for feeling sad. Um, you know, there, there are different kinds of senses of loss and different kinds of grief. Um, and you know, yeah, you, you, it's okay to feel those ways as long as you remain, I mean, mindful about the real, the reality of it, you know? We will be able to do those things again someday. We will. Um, as soon as, as soon as it's safe, we're getting to California. Yep. And you know, <laughs> we're being realistic. It may not be 2021. It may be 2022. But we I, we will make it. Exactly. You know, and 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 that's the, um, even though at this point it's starting to look further or more so like it might not happen in the spring. Um, there's, you know, we still have the one trip to, to Europe, uh, that, that may happen. Um, so, you know, if it doesn't happen in the spring as it's on schedule, uh, it can be postponed. It's, you know, that's not going anywhere until it's safe to go there. Um, and so, you know, I kind of, I kind of hang my hat on that and look forward to that. Um, yeah. because, you know, I've got to get to Ireland to sometime too, because Sean Ferry goes me a hug. Yeah, and uh, I think that, yeah, we'll have to sneak up on that little guy and tackle him. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that trip includes a, a, a drop in London, so I'm hoping to meet a ton of people that we all know right. when I go. Yeah, there. one day I would love to go over overseas again. I've only been once overseas, but I've I didn't know anyone. the United States. <laughs> I've only been uh, once. Yeah, imagine little redneck 21 year old Johnny in college going to Israel. Oh, wow. For three weeks. Wow. Yeah, three that weeks. is a trip. Yes. I think we talked about that in Memphis. We probably did. Oh, man. That was, y'all, that was such a good trip. Uh, you want to talk about two, two old boys, uh, as we say uh, around these parts, happier than a pig and shit. <laughs> we, we got barbecue and fried chicken and uh, banana pudding. Um, and strawberry banana pudding, strawberry banana pudding, and milkshakes. Yes, and uh, fried pickles. Um, and I think we were both uh, happily miserable about. Uh, oh, yes. and we scored some geek stuff too. We managed to find yes, we uh, Star Trek stuff, and um, you know, land in a. Comic that was book my show. goal. Yeah, I want my goal was to find something Star Trek to celebrate the Trek neck weekend the, 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 everywhere the, we try to go we couldn't find anything like there's nothing star trek nothing star trek it's this we were in this little shopping area we walked went to best buy uh and yeah and there, there's uh and they then had there the was weird, a target yep target always has the wall of weird that's what noah and yeah. i call it it's where it's these uh it's like these hobby toys and uh, yeah and they had some of the miko dolls so i remember i got a romulan commander and did I you get a her i did i got lieutenant Uhura. Yeah. and uh, yeah i've still got the uh, picture on my phone yeah, she's guarding over. Uh, she's guarding over my uh, horde of nerd collection right now. Uh, she's still in the box because um, I don't yeah. have. Oh no, I don't take to, mine out. Uh, yeah, I know you don't take yours out of the box. I do. I am a bad toy collector. I take. Um, no, no. Um, I, like I did a poll. Them. I did a poll last year, Dan. Do you open up your toys? And it was like 
75% yes. <laughs> so most of our Twitter friends, they open their toys. Me, I hang them on the wall. I like the packaging. I can't help it. I, it, it to me, it's know, just, What are you going to do with them if you do open them? Right. I mean, just display them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, for you, for, for the folks who do it, you know, it is easier to display if you're, if you're, collecting niche is to collect the the packaging and the item in the package that's totally fine i i've never been good at that um i've always you know taken it out and wanted to get my hands on it um noah is the same way we went um we went to the bat cave which is our local comic book store and um he got to pilfering and he found four Thundercats from the more recent run of toys from a couple okay. of years back. That, that was a really good season of Thundercats that Cartoon Network did. It was a really good show that didn't sell enough toys, so it only got one season. Uh, but he found four. It was Panthro, Lion-O, uh, Chitara, and... Uh, uh, and um, uh, ooh, Tigra. Tigra, yeah. So he uh, found the four of those still in the package, 10 bucks a piece. And oh, he was wow. like, yeah, no, and they were in great shape. Uh, and so, you know, the debate on the ride home was, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, because, you know, he's he's at that age now where he's kind of looking at it and you can tell there's this conflict of, uh, am I going to open it or am I going to collect it? And <clears throat> all the way by the time we had gotten home, he had talked himself into, uh, well, it looks like they didn't they didn't paint Panthros nunchucks properly. <laughs> So I'm going to have to open it and paint them. And if I have to open him, I might as well open the rest. Open and he gets everybody. them open and he comes out in about 10 minutes. He goes, huh, look, they're fine. <laughs> I was I like, have, you just wanted a reason. <laughs> yeah, my my wife's cousin, I guess this has been about 10 years ago now. It was, he found a Mumra and a Lion-O. It was a recent thing from 10 years ago, but mm-hmm. it was based on the original cartoon oh, yeah yeah and yeah, he, those he cool. got those for me yeah oh oh so you have them very nice very i have nice. them yes i yeah. do and then at walmart about a month month and a half ago they have toys based on the original he-man line yes i saw i saw your post on that and they look um they they look very cool too uh yeah they're slightly they're the updated package. but yeah. yeah slightly but not the packaging reminds me of old eighties packaging. Mm-hmm. So that's what I loved about it. You know, oh, because, yeah. you know, back in the eighties and you know, this was, I do when you got a toy, you had just a piece of plastic you took off and your toy was right there. You didn't have all this wire. And, yeah, and, <laughs> and good old fashioned styrofoam. Everything came yeah. packed in styrofoam. Um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, reminds me, a lot of um, a lot of things today. Uh, there's there's a big you know retro uh, transformers uh, market now, um, and so seeing all of these uh, original designs from when I you know you and I were kids uh, from eighty eighty four, uh, seeing them in their <laughs> seeing them in their actual packaging uh, that and then um, you know. I, I'm going to order. There's one of them that's Ratchet from, from when I was a kid. He was the first Transformer I got, and yeah. I've got to get that. I'm going to get it. It's we like were at, 60 yeah, we were at Walmart. This has been a few months ago, and we're and I go down the toy aisle. You know, Every just time. Every looking, time. You know, Every time. 
And so I see something and I went, oh my goodness, I'm going to buy that. And Chris like, what? And so I go to it. It was Soundwave. No, is it Soundwave? Yeah. The one that, the Boombots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's Soundwave Sound... and Blaster and they're both out right now. Yeah. Soundwave. So. I'm thinking Soundwave, Shockwave. I'm getting the names confused in my head. So it was Soundwave. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted this one. It was $50 though. Yeah. I yeah. Thought, oh my gosh. I still want this, but it won't be today. <laughs> yeah. And th- that's uh that's actually one that, uh, that Noah has been, been uh, kind of, you know, on and on about is you know, sound is a cool toy. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's also $50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's, uh, he's, he's educated himself, but yeah. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he and I were both like $50. Woof. And, uh, if it you know, was I've, half that at twenty five, I could yeah. justify. Nostalgia's worth twenty five. Yeah, but you know, and if you're not a transformer actual, collector, yeah, and that one's in a box, so mm-hmm. I would have to actually take it out to see it. So, yep, yep. and it's in the it's in the classic packaging too. Yes. Uh, so, but yeah, that was one time my wife was like, "Oh, thank goodness, he actually has some common sense, some kind <laughs> of something was right on this one." So, yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, I, um, when I have a little more room, I'll be a little more silly about it, but, um, you know, I have a very, I'm, if, if there's, um, you know, if there's a toy line that I like that puts out a space shuttle, I'm going to get that toy. Um, cause, you know, I'm a big, huge space shuttle nerd. So, uh, I currently have, uh, only two modern transformers and one's a space shuttle for the Autobots and the other's a space shuttle for the Decepticons and, so, you know, at some point they can have a little space bite. <laughs> Are you big on the Funko Pops? I am not, but my the the middle dude is uh, Drew loves the Funko. Okay. I get some Funko. Stuff. I got I was at one point like getting so many Funko and I'm like and those I do take out of the bots cuz it's easy to put back in the bots. Mm-hmm. But it just got to be too much. There there's just new Funko like Everywhere. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I have bought some Mickey Mouse ones because I am a big Mickey Mouse person. I have bought some Mickeys, but they have to be something super special now and not the 29th version of Luke Skywalker. Right. I have, uh, I've seen you keep your pictures updated, uh, of the, of the nerd cave. And, um, uh, it's amazing that you still find room to, you know, slide in new stuff there anyway. Uh, oh, folks, it, if you've it, not yeah. seen the pictures, it's a room to be, it's a room to behold. Yeah, Christie's all the time saying, you're running out of space. And I, I get something new and I make it there. Because I got the new Hallmark uh, treetop ornament in the mm-hmm. figures. Oh, I made yeah. Those things are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to um, get uh, at least this year's ornament. I, I can't. Uh, I would never win the treetopper tree topper argument to, to be allowed to put the Enterprise on top of my Christmas tree. But uh, I do uh, I do have, um, oh, I think I have a, I don't know if I have spot. I do have a tricorder though, uh, is my Christmas ornament from two years ago. Okay. We always, uh, yeah. I have all kinds of Star Trek ornaments, but none of them go in the tree because they're in yeah. the nerd cave year round. Well, you know, they, uh, they make an excellent decoration year round because you, you know, they, they, they say cool things and do cool stuff yeah. and light up. And, uh, yeah, whenever an ornament stops making noise, it's just so sad because, you know, they're only out for one year, you know, and yep. you know, it's hard to get a backup, but, um, my, a mock time one, 
has stopped making noise. I used to play, you know, just. The battle music. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I'd play it, and then Chrissy will be in the bedroom. She's like, "It's not playtime," and I'm like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> I love Chrissy. She like she she knows I'm a big kid at heart, and she likes to she likes to um, say something. But I used to do the mock time one all the time. So, oh, yeah. but one of my favorites is the Trouble with Tribbles one. It still works. <laughs> Tribbles fall out down on Kirk and it makes it noise. That's a good makes one. all the noise. The triple sound is so nice. Um, it is so relaxing. So did you? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch on this since it's since it's Thursday, uh, October the fifteenth, um, and it is the premiere day of uh, as of recording is the premiere day of season three Star Trek Discovery. Um, and this is not uh, at its core a Star Trek podcast, but it is all it is a podcast about friends. And Johnny and I are huge Star Trek nerds. So, did you get to see the premiere yet? I saw the first two episodes. Did were you one of the invitees to the uh, online I got, premiere? I won the contest, yeah. So I got to watch the first two episodes <clears throat> last night. See, I didn't even know that there was a contest and all of my friends, there's so many people that I know that got to do it and I'm so thrilled for you guys. So was it cool? It was awesome. I was even on the catwalk because they did like, they show certain of the costume winners. Mm-hmm. They called it the cat, the virtual catwalk. And I was actually on there. I, tr- I, I took a video of it and I put it on Twitter. You got strutted um, out. So you have, I got to, they got to show my picture. So that was really cool. And I saw our friend Jill. Yeah, Jill, Jill, the Starfleet runner. Yep, she was on there, and I took a video for her and I sent it to her. They didn't mention Jill's name, like almost everyone. They mentioned their name. They didn't mention Jill's name. I felt sorry for her, but Aww. she was still on there. Well, uh, we'll mention Jill's name, and I'll mention that she is a previous guest on this show. So, if you want to learn more about how great Jill is, uh, there's an episode of Bad Choices and Bourbon that'll let you know. <laughs> if you want to know how great Jill is, just follow her, and 24 hours yep. later, you're gonna love her. Yep, she's uh, um, she. For what I learned about Jill, uh, real quick, was uh, that she is right there. If she knows that you, if she has a has the slightest twiff that you might be hurting, um, she'll check in on you. Uh, oh, she will. And then um, anytime. Uh, there's something that she's always got a story. She is she is ready to go with a uh, entertaining uh, and uh, well told story. Uh, yeah. But uh, so, what'd you think of the first episode? I can't talk about the second episode. I, I hadn't seen it. I loved it. Right on. Right I on. did. And our buddy Michael, you know, he's going to be doing his live stream, and he I was actually invited, so I'm going to be on there. Well, yeah. By that they'll be the past then, so I'm gonna, yeah. so I can say a little bit because I won't be actually double dipping because this yeah, will this come will be in the past. That, yeah, this is this a review, in, not a not a breakdown. So right. <laughs> so Nikwa Martin Green looked like she was having the time of her life in yeah. this episode. Yep. And yep. it just radiated, and I loved it. So but, what I like about the 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 shot into the future is. Other than the characters' names and the and the and the things that have been built so far, do I hear a uh, train behind you? There is the train is two blocks from my house. Yeah, I hear uh, it. Yay. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love the train. I've grown up near the train my whole life. 
but you're right. She looked absolutely thrilled uh, as as Sonequa and as Michael Burnham. Um, but they don't have to lean on any of the stuff from the first two seasons other than the fact that we have these characters and we know them now and they're in this completely new scenario. Um, and the only thing about there's two things. I totally thought that the 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 worm uh, thing yeah. was going to be Grudge Cat shapeshifted. Oh, I got you. <laughs> that was like, <gasps> but then when it, yeah, but then when it tried to eat, uh, well, no, no spoiler alerts. This is in the past. When it tried to yeah. eat Burnham, I was like, oh, it's not Grudge Cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only reason that it didn't, it, I, I gave it an eight point nine er instead of a nine point five er uh, because we didn't get to see our butte. The girl, the the main the main girl wasn't in the show uh, for this uh, first episode. So um, until we get to see Disco uh, herself, yeah. uh, I couldn't give it full nine. You know, full no, ten. I, I think yeah. I gave it an eight point five. I, it had a few little mi- to me. It was just minor little, things. Minor. Yeah, just minor. Some of the pacing was a little off. Um, it kind of got a little repetitive with everyone. You know. And I don't know about you, and this is something with just, not even just Star Trek, but Star Wars and even some of the other stuff. Um, I just don't like seeing mass killing, like just destruction. Yeah. There's blood and everything, but it's just like, it's like, can we not find a better way instead of just evaporating? Everyone? Oh, no, literally they evaporated them. They were, they yeah. were mystified. <laughs> yeah, and that's just, I mean, that's a personal thing to me. Yep. It's like, I don't know, it's like, if the heroes get hit, it's just a little scratch, but the yep. villains, are, but you know, and in my mind, I'm like, you know, does this person know that they're a villain? That's what I, you know, some of the best <laughs> villains don't realize that they're a villain. Exactly. This is, you know, someone's son, husband, you know, father. What do we care about that? <laughs> exactly. And, but, you know, it's just like, you know, if it was just, they were being stunned and falling down. I don't know. I know that's probably not realistic storytelling, but that was just they they were they were brutal they were brutal with the the, with the evaps man people were just like miss you know they were getting blipped left and right um of course last night i couldn't tell you this because they don't put it on screen but i looked on cbs all access um this morning the thing was rated tvma why was this rated tvma yeah they had what two profanities and it wasn't no f-bombs it was very minor if this was in theaters, it would have been it, even with the deaths, yeah, because it was bloodless death. This would have been a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, and that's one hundred percent what gave it the MA. I think is the is the is the absolute brutal, brutal deaths. It was it was bloodless. Yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, yeah, but, it, it, but uh, from the very first, like you know, previously on Discovery. From the very first, um, hold on, Siri thinks I want to talk to her. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, but from the you know this uh, previously on Star Trek Discovery, uh, and you know Mike, they, I mean they had to they had to lead with Michael and Spock saying goodbye, thank you very much, no, and I mean as soon as I saw that I was like no 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 no, and I, like just all of that emotion that I had from the end of season two started. And that's where, you know, that's where I was. Um, But, but at the end with, you know, 
the the guy at, at the star base you know right. and you know and the whole bit with the flag and oh it just i was just dude i was just wrought with with so much emotion and i was like okay if the haters can't come along with this then they're just there's no you know it's not ever been about the things they've said it was no is and this it, episode and the, and reset on, they were on fire on twitter this morning i had to ignore oh i didn't even go looking <laughs> I had it more so much, but you know, again, I want to celebrate the positivity and even with my minor quips, I love the episode. I was smiling ear to ear the whole time, the whole time. It was a nice adventure. Yep. Um, great to see Michael Burnham where she's at, you know, her mindset mm-hmm. and, I loved it. And I, and I just loved her being drugged and having to tell the truth. That was hilarious. Oh that just looked gosh. like Taniqua having the time, like I said, the time of her life yes. in that yes. scene. Yeah, that was and absolutely her timing, hilarious. her comic timing was off the chain. Yeah, I love it. on point. She's really, she's really something. And the whole cast. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I'm going to be looking forward to this whole season um, yeah. and uh, everything else that we get to do. Uh, but Johnny, you and I could, we could talk all night long. Um, and, uh, you know, this could be a six hour episode of the podcast, but I don't think our wives would like that. Uh, right. so, uh, I'm going to go grab some dinner, uh, and we're right. going to bring this show down, uh, to a close. Is there anything you want to say, shout out or, um, promote you have the, you have the floor, my friend. No, I, I'm not really, I'm not a creator, which I'm jealous of everyone that is a creator. I wish I had that talent. I'm not, but I am on Twitter at Zoidberg95. Zoidberg is the Futurama character I love the most. And <laughs> why not Zoidberg? <laughs> why not Zoidberg? Um, I just love Zoidberg. And when I created my Twitter in 2009, yeah, Futurama was back. You know, yeah, it was like exactly. exciting. Futurama oh was back. So such a great um, show, though. It is, and so I'm on there. I'm not a, I, I say this, I'm not a Trek Twitter account, but I do talk about Trek a lot. I talk about Disney a lot. I talk about cheesy music a lot. Oh yeah. I talk about do. weight loss a lot. Yeah, my, <laughs> my cheesy music on there. I sing, I can't sing a lick, but I can't carry a tune, but I'm on there doing car karaoke, and, you know, people just do it with me and, you know, or, you know, do their own videos, and it's just so much fun. It's hilarious. Um, it's the best. Yeah. So just, you know, to me, Twitter has just been, is the most positive social media experience. Just if you can find friends like we have found, mm-hmm. it's the best. Um, mm-hmm. And Monday I put a little something out there and said, you know, hey, I'm not mentally having the best day, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, within like the end of the day, I had over a hundred, like hundred responses saying, Hey, you know, it's okay. I hope you feel better oh, and yeah. everything. No, I mean, man. they just lift you up. And, and of course, when Dan puts something like that, I've got his number. So I'm calling him and I'm like, <laughs> brother, what's going on here? Talk to me. You're yeah. getting, you're annoying. Your annoying friend is calling you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's, I know. Um, I know that there's a, if there's a whiff in the air that, that I might need, uh, uh, pick me up. Johnny is on the spot literally, uh, with a text or a call. Um, and, uh, uh, I think fortunately for both of us, we're, we're early morning folk. And so, you know, I know that, I know that like 
if I send Johnny a text about six o'clock in the morning, which anybody else would probably want to murder me, he's gonna he's gonna reply. <laughs> it already, this I mean, well, yeah, no, and it, and I know it's safe because I get a notification that you've closed half a dozen rings already. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, Apple I, want, I do want to before we go. I do want to tell one funny story. I th- I don't remember if it was a Trek Tuesday or what, but. Dan was wearing a shirt with the Enterprise D on it. Oh, man. <laughs> and so he put on there, going through the big D and don't meet Dallas. And us rednecks, I knew the song, but I thought he was talking about the shirt. He was wearing the Enterprise D. And so I got a good laugh. I liked it and everything. Well, someone said something about they didn't understand the reference, what was going on. Well, Dan said, well, it's a country song about divorce. And my first thought was, Oh my gosh, Dan is getting divorced. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm texting him. I'm like, dude, are you okay? What happened? Do you need anything? <laughs> and they like, dude, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just referencing the song because I had the shirt. I said, I saw the shirt, but you was talking about you said you said the D word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the false alarm. But hey, that's the that's the beautiful thing about the community of friends that we've we found ourselves in on uh, Twitter is that, um, you know, everybody's there for a joke, but they're just as quickly uh, there for support. And, um, uh, you know, nobody, nobody who's, who's interacted with her would argue otherwise, but Steffi uh, is one of the greats uh, on Twitter. And um, today uh, I was talking to her and she shared something with me that was, you know, shared to her from from jason isaacs um, yeah she was she actually told me she got a dm from jason yeah and uh and 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 you know <clears throat> she shared it with me because she knew that if if he knew his words would help someone else also that he would want her to share and right. i mean it was it was the most positive and empowering message um uh, for her uh, but the fact that she was like, hey, you know, my cup is really full right now. Let me just pour a little over into yours and help you and help you fill back up. Um, you know, and, and that is just one example of one person. Uh, and did you, know, you read her article so she shared today? I need to read that because uh, it involves one of my other favorite people. <laughs> yeah. Mary Chifo. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And, uh, very good article. Yeah. I, I, and I no just wish I had, I just wish I had the talent in my pinky. I, yeah. I wish I had the talent that she just had in her pinky. I, I'll get the saying out because that girl yeah. is so talented. The painting she did of grudge. Yes. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Dude. Phenomenal. Yeah. I showed that to my, I t- showed that to Trish and uh, she was like, that's, that's not a photograph. <laughs> so no, yeah. it's not a photograph. Um, but yeah, folks, uh, if you're not, if you're not connected with uh, Johnny on Twitter at Zoidberg 95, uh, which is, which is a, just a, a gumball of references. Uh, didn't you graduate in 95, right? I did. That's where that yeah. came from. Yeah. Uh, and then also, though, uh, 95, the year that uh, uh, Pixar debuted with uh, the uh, first 3D animated full length motion picture in Toy Story. Uh, and it's Lightning McQueen's number. <laughs> so, and it's the year Voyager premiered. See, everything good. Lots of good things happened in 1995. Yes. Um. <laughs> but I do have a few shout outs, if you don't mind. Go for it, bro. 
All right, because today is day 15 and a 100 push-up 30-day challenge I'm doing with some All Twitter right. buddies. bring it. And so this was started by, he says I should get the credit. I say he should get the credit. Sean Farrick. Oh, yeah. Wonderful guy. Um, we were having a heart-to-heart about weight lo- uh, weight gain. You know, this pandemic has been rough on a lot of people. And so mm-hmm. we were trying to – um, he was trying to, we was trying to find ways. And so I was inspired by him and he said, you know, and we got it together. So Sean, Ian, uh, at rebooting me, Ian is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake, Ursary 007. I've become just an admirer of Blake's through this whole thing. He can do a push up Like it's just nobody's business. And I mean, just wonderful. I've got my friend, Brandon, uh, Leron, Derek Lawrence. Are you friends with Derek Lawrence? Yeah, no, he's great. He's oh, he's great. awesome. Yeah. He is a wonderful, um, Matt at Matt versus self who did my Starfleet blue outfit. Oh, nice. Um, uh, yeah, he, he created, he, he sewed that himself. Yeah. I remember and, you telling me about that. And I went to vote yesterday in that outfit. I had my Starfleet uniform on. You did it. You did it. I did it. And then we have Linda, Eric, Neil Frazier, um, and just Julianne, John Blunfeld, I can't speak, John Blunenfeld, mm-hmm. and our friend Jill. I mean, just so many. And I know I'm leaving some out, and I apologize, but to have that many people, just two guys that says, hey, we're going to do this challenge and have so many other people do it, and every day we're encouraging other it's just a blessing. I yep. mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. So it is. And, and it's, um, and it's genuine, you know, I, I don't ever question the heart of, of the interactions we have with these folks. Um, just, uh, 100% feel like, you know, we're going to just step into, uh, the same con, you know, pick the conversation right back up when we finally get to meet all these folks, um, yeah. in person, just like you and I, and, you know, right. <laughs> And I know with tri- Twitter algorithms, I miss a bunch. Yep. And and my friends, I apologize. And but when I do see something, you know, I'm going to interact and you know. So, but just know that I don't intend to miss stuff because I know I miss your stuff quite a bit. And yeah, and it's just, it's like it's the people that uh, it's like the algorithm knows the people you want to see the most you don't get to see. <laughs> so, but Twitter, but I. It is, it is. And we, um, you know, uh, we are going to overcome this and we are going to uh, get to go to conventions again and we are going to get to meet our new friends in person for the first time um, sooner than it, sooner than you think. And it's going yeah. to be fantastic. And I am so there for it. Uh, I'm already thinking that we should uh, we should call it in Bozeman, Montana and just do first contact day. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be I can't do first contact day. Oh, right. That's your wedding. That's my day. anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a great day to have as your anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy keeps asking me, did I plan that? And honestly, I didn't because we, this is, I'm sorry. I know you said we needed to go like 10 minutes ago, but. Whatever, uh, dude. <laughs> uh, we were at a Nashville Predators game. We hadn't even got engaged yet. And we were looking at the next year at Saturdays. And we're like, we was like, March, blah, blah. Nah, that's too close to my birthday. And we wanted a spring wedding. And we said April 5th, and it just rolled. 
It was a Saturday. Boom. There it was. April fifth just sounded perfect. So we, that we got married on April the fifth, and then you know it was just right afterwards. I'm like, oh, that's, that's first contact day. That's but right. I didn't even realize it because it was a year of planning a wedding. Yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> you know, and we didn't have the Twitter. I'm I I barely even had Facebook at that time, and. So, you know, a lot of the reminders, you know, you didn't have and everything and the fun stuff and everything. But, yeah, so my anniversary is first contact day. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, with that, friends, we are going to have to say good night. Johnny, thank you for being here on the show. Uh, And uh, since uh, it folds right into there, thank you for being a patron on Patreon. Uh, And listeners, if you'd like to support the show or other things that we're involved in, that is patreon.com slash Dan Decker, D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R. And that is also my handle on Twitter and Instagram. Um, And you can catch up with Johnny on Twitter at Zoidberg95. And um, you can catch us here again next week uh, as we have another guest coming for you on Bad Choices in Bourbon. With that, I would like to say good night from the Toad Suck Studios in beautiful central Arkansas. All right, dude. That was fun. That was a lot of fun.